your favorite fools here, your Manny MUA. And mm. Laura Lee. Laura Lee. Laura Lee with full coverage. And Tyler Dub. Wait, I, I'm. Tyler Dub. Tyler Dub. I was literally <laughs> getting there. I'm sorry. Let me tell you something about Tyler. Tell me. When we, mm -hmm. I first met him, I, I remember I asked him to put his number in my phone. So I'm like, let me get the digits. Uh, um, so you asked for his number first? I'm sure I did. I don't recall. I'm also a super social person. Though. Yeah, like and you're like friends you're with brave. someone, I'm like, give me your totally, number. Totally, the dig. So I asked him to, and in my phone, he put Tyler Dub, D-U-B. And I said, why did you put that? And he goes, my last name's with a W, so I'm Tyler Dub. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, the story gets worse. Laura, this is a story I don't know, you guys. By the way, I don't know this. Uh, okay, uh, we're just getting right into the we're, story. We are. Wow. We're, we're, oh we're deep diving right in. Okay, what what Tyler what is Dub. the name in my phone for Tyler? Tyler Dub. I uh, never changed it. I have I never changed Tyler it. I have the Dub. exact name for you as well in my phone that you entered. Laura Dub. No, Laura Lee with a smiley face. You see it? Laura Lee with a smiley with face. With a smiley. She entered it in Not like that. an emoji, guys. This was so This is was pre-emoji. This, this is flip phone stuff. So it this was This is the, like, you guys, this is prehistoric. It was colon and parentheses. This is. Yeah. Etched in. This is etched in, you guys. So now, you thought you were slick with that, huh? Yeah, now I'm haunted for the rest of my life. No. Well, you still, you literally just said Tyler Dub. Yeah. I'm constant. I think it's pretty cool. It is cool. I think that's a really cute way of doing it. Like, Dub as in W. Like, you could be like this, Tyler Dub. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Get the brow. Get the brow. Just wipe it clean off. I would die. Manny, you know how we're always looking out for the perfect drink, whether it's a cocktail or mocktail? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I have two words for you. Taste salud. Oh, my God. Laura, are we telling our listeners our secret? Find this soon? Yes, we can't gatekeep any longer. Mm -hmm. Okay, guys, picture this. The convenience of an on-the-go mocktail drink mix that's just waiting for a splash of tequila to turn it into a delicious cocktail. Mm -hmm. That sounds like our kind of party. You know, obviously mocktails for me and cocktails for you. Isn't the taste shocking? Their Paloma and Strawberry Margarita mocktails taste just like the real deal. So the gag is not only is the taste amazing. What about the fact that the calories? Okay, let's talk about the calories. Salute drinks mixes only have one gram of sugar and take the thinking out of the decision making. We're so done drinking our calories in 2024. Yes, we are. Also, the thought of everything, taste, convenience, and all the added benefits like hydration, immunity, and mm -hmm, your cocktail. Mm -hmm. It's a serious, serious game changer. So whether it's a cocktail with a kick or a mocktail that tastes like a dream for us sober dolls, Salute has us covered. They're the absolute best. That's why Manny and me love them. If you're ready, to try the best mocktails out there, head to tastealude.com and use full 10 for 10% off your first purchase. Cheers to that. And honestly, cheers to authentic flavors. Let's drink to good taste and good health. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. <laughs> I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. 
whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, what's our podcast about? Is it about Manny's shirt today? I think so. I think so. Guys, isn't that a fancy shirt? I told Manny to wear it without the undershirt. He did. And that I would wear, I would just not even wear a shirt during the podcast. He said if he wore the shirt with no undershirt, he would not wear a shirt. And he wouldn't do it. And he wouldn't do it. I'm not there yet. (laughs) I'm getting there. Uh And I feel like I'm getting more fit, but I'm not there yet. I think you're there. No, I'm not. But thank you. Tyler I and Manny bicker like an 80-year-old couple. Yeah, we bicker. And Laura's between us like, Jesus Christ, every <laughs> fucking time. Me and Ty bicker, too. We do. Tyler's really easy to bicker with, though. He oh, is. wow. So I don't bicker I'm with the Laura. common denominator here. <laughs> I don't bicker with Laura. I bicker Uh-oh. with Tyler. Wow. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right, guys. But the, but today's podcast, by the way, oh, yeah. is about, we thought it'd be kind of fun to do a little deep dive. Deep, I was gonna say deep dive, but I didn't know if it was a deep dive. Mm, I think so. A shallow dive? It's a dive in how, into how to survive. It's a dive tens across the board? No. Olympic? Yeah, no. <laughs> 40 feet in the air dive? Mm-mm. Okay. It's a little dive of how to survive. Your 20s. Your 20s, because we've been through them. We've accomplished the 20s, the 20s are done for, so I'm we- barely accomplished the 20s. I Tyler, knew we were going to do this. Your <laughs> we're yeah. years past your 20s now. Yeah. Sorry. Are you going to do this whole As podcast with the Invisalign in? <gasps> What's <gasps> wrong with that? You talk different. It might be annoying. Do I lisp? A little bit. Do I? You know what? A little bit, but it's so wow. small. All right. I'm going to show you guys how to do it. Tyler. Don't do that. You have to do the slurp. You have to, or else saliva will come out of your mouth. All my Invisalign users out there. Tell me you don't know. Oh, I know. I had Invisalign. You know, quick and easy. I just felt like heat in my throat. Like that was rough for me. But when I, so I have like a permanent retainer at nighttime, but it doesn't like do that. Like you can put it, take it in and out. Yeah. And how's it permanent? And you pop it out. Yeah. How's it permanent? Is that what I said? You said a permanent. Okay. I do have a permanent retainer on the bottom. We can't take it out. I have a regular retainer at the top. And like at nighttime, I pop it in in the morning. I pop it out. But there's no like extra saliva there. Well, aren't you perfect? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I think it's because. Mine is so drooly. In in the morning though, like I'm pretty. My mouth's dry. Uh, Oh, that's probably why. That's probably why. Like nothing. I don't know. I wear mine too all night. I just, I can't remember what the scenario is. 
Oh my uh -huh. god. I didn't do that. Yeah, you did. I did not you really do all did. that. Yeah, that's, that's exactly, exactly what it sounded what like. Happened. I'm sorry for our audio users. Yeah, they all just tuned out when you did that. No, yeah. it could be ASMR. <laughs> oh, God. Could Anyways. be. It could be. But you guys, that's what we're going to do today. We're going to do our How to Survive Our 20s. None of us are in our 20s anymore. Yeah, thank we have you. Passed, thank sadly. You. We have slowly passed our 20s. Very true. slowly. True, 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 true. Very slowly. But we've done, we've learned a lot. And we have various topics that we want to like hit on rather than just like wildly going into this. Like we have five. Like we have five topics. It's money and work, love, friendship, family, fitness, slash food. And, and those, those are, are kind of our five topics. topics. And it's gonna be nice getting different perspectives as a gay man, a straight man, a straight girl. What were we saying the other day for me? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna I introduce to myself as a white, a cis white cisgendered, het. Yes, a cis white het. There we go. Man, okay. and I'm like, can't wait to hear that perspective. <laughs> a very original, <laughs> yeah, a very original perspective. perspective. <laughs> but no, I think that's what makes it kind of fun because it's like different yeah. rounds for each person. Yeah. yeah. Well, Laura, I think that we should start with you. Oh, okay. I, ah! love, I love doing that. I'm like, Laura, let's start with your ah! thing. And it's, I think the first one should be like money slash work. Money Do you have a snippet work. about money slash work? I do, actually. In my perspective, I think your 20s are a time for hustle. I really do. And it's a time for making mistakes. It's a time for taking risks. It's a time for hustling. It's a time for figuring shit out. And that's what I think 20s are there for. You're supposed to, you know, make those mistakes and have more drama and mm -hmm. make a lot of Deal big life switches. They have to do with work and money because, like, you leave high school and, like, early into your 20s, you're, like, diving into your work career. And God knows what that may be because I think it's a little bit different for every human out there. But at the end of the day, money and work will always be a part, of, like, a huge part of everyone's life, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, whether you want it to be or not. And for me in my 20s, um, I couldn't get into college really as soon as I graduated high school because my GPA was so low and I had to wait. I think I had to wait till I was like closer to 21 because then they don't consider your GPS anymore to GPA. get into college. GPA, mm -hmm. see? GPS. I'm close. See? GPS. <laughs> Where are you at, girl? <laughs> I'm calling it a GPS, and, and the thing is, it's a GPA. So if that doesn't speak to, 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 <laughs> that to, the GPA, to I don't me know what not does. getting into college out of high school, mm. I really don't know what else will. Absolutely. I don't. I had a great GPS. <laughs> I, I, I didn't even have Apple a GPS. GPS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Apple's the best. <laughs> but I think if I had to give advice, is like, Oh, my big thing for myself, because I lived on my own in my early 20s and I never moved back in with my parents. So I've been like, you know, pretty independent of that and having to control my own money forever. I can proudly say that, like, I've never asked my parents for money. But I was talking to my manager this weekend in New York about that. And mm -hmm. I was like, but let me just make this clear. They didn't have any money to give me. If my yeah. parents were like loaded, I would have definitely been like, uh, can I get give me some, some money? Mm -hmm. So I didn't ask for money because I didn't have any money. And I knew better than to go that route. But I think freedom lies with financial independence. A hundred percent. And no matter where I was in life, I worked very hard, mind you, for my money. My money wasn't given to me in any way. Like, they were from all my jobs that I worked very hard at. And college wasn't paid for by anyone but myself. And that was work for money that I worked for. Everything I owned was from me. And so with that perspective, I always lived under my means. And no matter what, I kept $1,000 in savings mm. because I knew I was on my own. And when you know that about yourself, 
it's you have to protect yourself. So what if you get a car wreck or what if like something happens any a thousand dollars? It would be right there for me and no matter what happened, like I pretty much wouldn't spend it. And it came down to the point where I was like marry him him and I still had the thousand dollars. I just never needed it. Yeah. And I was finally mm-hmm. like, okay, I can move on from this. But I love that we have that perspective though, because me probably similar to you, like I always had my family to kind of rely on mm-hmm. like i paid for my own college but so same like if mm-hmm. like emergencies happened and they would and help. i needed something i i could turn to my family for help which you didn't necessarily have so. yeah so you just like always are like <laughs> it makes you more independent i feel and it makes you more aware oh, yeah. you, you grew know? up so much faster than me yeah for sure yeah, yeah. like you're hyper aware yeah yeah, yeah. i feel like that's why you are where you are today though it's because mm-hmm. of like how fast you had to grow up and like mm-hmm. how yeah. reliant on yourself you actually were. Yeah. And I feel like your siblings rely on you a lot too. Oh my God. They yeah. do. And they did growing up too. And I feel like you were almost the, f- the first child when you're the last child, like you're yeah. the baby, but technically yeah. you're almost treated like the first. Totally. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you've had to grow up quicker. I know as a first, like obviously like it's very much that situation where it's like, totally. can you get my shit together? Because my siblings are looking after me. So in a way it's like you, same thing as siblings looking at you. It's weird because like you definitely have dealt with some of the similar things in your family, mm-hmm. but you're the, the oldest. Opposite. Exactly. It and makes I, more sense I, for me. Yeah, right, right. Yes. And like they're still younger. They're figuring out their stuff mm-hmm. and you're like super, super successful, you know? So of course I like, look up to you right. and like need help from you. Right. But for me, I was the youngest, you know? Yes. And like, like our lifestyle growing up was very chaotic as I talked about many times in the past. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't think my brother and sister, like, I think it was very challenging for them and and has still been growing up in that environment Mm -hmm. whereas for me i have said multiple times like you could pluck me out of my family and put me in a perfect family no thank you because remember i've said like i liked how much control i had over my life yeah because no one else was controlling my life even at a really young age like all the Mm -hmm. decisions were mine i just like ate that up Mm because i feel like thrived under the pressure some people don't some Some people people don't but you can't yeah Yeah, exactly yeah it's possible to thrive because a lot of people will like get with with that it literally becomes the complete opposite actually and they become so hyper dependent on other things and other people and or you can be a complete like spoiled brat too because it's like oh you're so independent you're just like oh i can do whatever the fuck i want to do yeah you know it can become like this different dynamic but i feel like you took it and you took it the right way as a Virgo. Yeah, as a Virgo. As a Virgo. As a Virgo. You did what was right. I will say the part about work, I'll briefly say, like, anything you really want to do, just know, like, if it's getting out of your comfort zone, which anything that's going to change your life, it's going to be out of your comfort zone. That's just Mm -hmm. a hard fact. Like, once you deep dive into doing that, let me make this clear to you. Everything will go wrong. Painfully clear. Yeah. Everything's going to go wrong Mm -hmm. and everything's going to try to do the world. The universe is going to try to do everything in its power to push you back into your comfort zone. And you have to like take note of what's going on. So it's like, I remember it was a story of a guy quit his job to start his own business and his house burned down Mm -hmm. like that same week. And it was just like, Like, of course it did. You need that solid job more than ever. Like that's Mm -hmm. how the world works. So it's like in your twenties, I did not allow those things to scare me back into my comfort zone. And that's part of why I, what do you, what do they always call it in football? Whenever you have, especially the A. Complacency. Well, when you're not complacent, but the opposite of that, whenever you have like. Athletic. No. Athletic. Anyways, whenever you can just keep going through the tough times and keep yeah. moving forward. Adivan. Keep your eye on the prize. Um, 
No. Mm-mm. Isn't that a medication? He sure is. Literally. <laughs> I, see, I was like, that's not the one. That's not yeah, can't be <laughs> the one. Say it, Saban literally says it. We had, I don't know, he says it in every single speech ever. But I always talked like, about not being complacent. Yeah, it's like the opposite of that, but being able to like go through a hard time. But yeah. anyways, what do you guys think about working money? I agree. I mean, honestly, like with everything, obviously with your point, I couldn't agree more. And like for me, I feel like my entire like... 20s and like work life that especially with what i do now was kind of swimming against the current especially being a boy especially being in the beauty community growing up latino but also being gay growing up mormon like there was a lot of like constant battles i was facing up i was like against like trying to run uphill mm-hmm. and it was tough and it was really hard and i got like i just like there was a lot of setbacks for me but i felt like i always kept my eyes on the prize and there was something that's really really important for me when i was in my 20s was learning how to self-soothe and it's like the idea of like being okay with yourself mm-hmm. and like knowing that like whatever comes your way, work, money, things, like as long as you're okay with how things are with your situation, like you will be okay. Mm-hmm. And so I learned that like from a really, really young age because of obviously like being gay and like growing up how I did, I was very much like almost like in, in the closet in my room, very much like didn't really know, did, couldn't talk to anyone about anything. So I had to like rely on myself in this weird way. So I've always relied on myself for my money, for my work, everything I do. I'm very driven, very self-motivated. And it's okay, especially in your 20s, to like not know what that is right away, right? Yeah. A, lot, yeah. a lot of people like, like figure that out. For instance, I know this, the answer to Laura's um, answer about this question, but like when you got into being an influencer, like what was your idea of like what that meant to you? Did that mean a lot of money like you have I know, now? I had, or I had no like, idea. I had no idea what that meant. For me, it was um, escapism. Or was it just doing something that you really like to do? And if I get paid yeah. for it, I get paid for it. 100%. And I knew that people could make a living off of it. I just didn't know what that meant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What For me, what it was was like, oh, I had this like way of escaping my reality because I just wasn't as happy with what was going on in my own world yeah. because, you know, of just like everything kind of going on. And so when I found like the online community and there was people that like liked me for me, mm-hmm. that was like, there was such a uniqueness about that because people did like me in real life. People loved me, but they didn't know all of me in this like way, you know, especially like when I started beauty stuff, like I blocked like all the members of the church that like I went to church with. Like I didn't let people in fully ever. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas like online, I felt like there was like this way of like I could be myself more. And so when that became my job and that came, became like how I earned a living, it was like a huge blessing. It was almost like therapy like, for you. Is there, it was to, therapeutic. To, to do that. It was a diary. It into a job. Like, I always say YouTube is like my diary in a weird way. It is. I was it's able so cool to, like, to look back on too. Yeah. yeah, totally. Which is why I don't even have like my first video like deleted or anything. Like that. Me I'm either. Like, this is cool to be able to like, kind of look back and see, especially where I was at the time. Like I wasn't as, you know, sure as aware and of myself and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I knew I wanted to do something that I was passionate about and that was makeup. And I was passionate about it. Yeah. And I followed my dreams and I followed my passions and I created a career out of it so i could i mean always you know recommend to you guys to in your 20s figuring out what your passions are and like figuring out if you can make a career out of it and like going in that direction and really try to engulf yourself in what you're passionate about because it became because it can yeah it can become your full-time career mm-hmm. that's kind of like my little tip in is like really just find your passions and it's okay if you it takes a little while yeah for for me like the way i was kind of raised was almost like a southern pride thing like where you mm. you kind of stick to doing one thing for your life forever yeah and you stick yeah. to doing that like uh, you know go to school get an education was my what my parents always taught me and preached mm-hmm. to me and like yeah. that's what i did and it was like, it's almost like go get a job and that's kind of the job you're at for the rest like my dad has been at 
two jobs pretty much maybe his three his life. entire life mm-hmm. my mom was until the point that she retired she was at the same job since she was 18. she retired really, so early because she never left her job which is insane but like wow. that's a very like From southern 18. thing like that's Got what it. people do kind of i don't know south. that maybe that's like southern from our experience but it may not be as right. uncommon like as southern as we think and maybe like throughout like everyone just kind of does that unless you're in like in a different type of industry right people say that people's careers change like five but, times and in see that was going to be that's, and there's especially on the west like coast none. yeah right and like the west coast and the east coast that so maybe gonna, that's like it is a, more of a southern thing i think so and that was going to be my advice and this is kind of what i preach to aaron as well is like don't think that you know you go to college you get a degree you get a job like don't think that that's where you're going to be your entire mm-hmm. life and and don't think you have to get stuck just because like oh it doesn't look good on a resume to jump right. around from job to job to job when you're in your 20s that doesn't really matter right yeah. like your 40s and, and you've had late 10 30s jobs and, in totally. yeah, and then that yeah maybe that makes Concerning. more sense but like when you're still trying to figure your shit out then like i think you can move around and do things like that and that's what i've kind of been trying to tell aaron but like I, in my brain, like when I figured out graduating college, I was going to get a job and that was going to kind of be it. So mm-hmm. if I could give any advice, it would definitely be to like, definitely experiment, find yourself. And like, hopefully you can find something that you like to do. Like you guys did mm-hmm. that who knows might turn out to pay you well. Right. And like with people who have questions, like, I don't know how to figure out what I'm passionate about. Only I one can, thing to do is try new things mm-hmm. and get out of your comfort zone. That is the and only way you can do it. Mm-hmm. Whether that's dating someone new, meeting new friends, hanging out with new people, getting a new job, picking up a new hobby, doing something different on the weekend that you just have never done. Like if you are doing the same thing, I can guarantee you the same result. If you're looking for something different and something you want to get into and you just don't know what it is or how to even start it, just literally do something different. And that could be like as simple as like hanging out with a different person for once mm-hmm. or going to a different club. Like you totally. never know. It's like, but I can't, Easy little things. the only right. thing I can guarantee you is that your life will remain the same with the same actions. Yep. I couldn't agree more. So, I mean, you guys with YouTube, like how uncomfortable was it when you guys first started? Because like, obviously it's seamless and like effortless for you guys to do a podcast mm-hmm. through a YouTube video. But like when you first started, how uncomfortable was it? It's well, awkward. Well, when we first started, there wasn't as many people online, which mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's not awkward for anyone when they get started, but now it's like so accepted. It's more like seen. There's yeah. more visibility right. to it. Like, like it wasn't like People know what you're doing. Then. It's not like, oh my God, what are you doing filming yourself? You know, but back 100%. when we did it, I remember my first video, I'll never forget. I remember both of my roommates were at work. So I was like, finally got that. I would never film if they were home. I'd freak out if they caught me. Yeah. Like how embarrassing. Yeah. And I remember I skipped like a college class so I could get to the house and be home while they were at work. Yeah. So that was like guaranteed. And I remember I kept pausing the video because I kept hearing You're a like, noise and I would be like, oh, I in. thought they walked in. Yeah. It was like my worst nightmare. That's how embarrassed and like how I remember just like sweating in the video just because mm-hmm. I was like freaking out. Cause I'm like, what am I doing right now? Like I felt insane. Like, I remember absolutely. you used to kick me out of the, in, out of your room whenever so you'd be filming or something like that. Cause it was mm-hmm. like crazy, but guys, that was me getting out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. and putting myself out there regardless of how horrible the content was and uncomfortable and how comfortable I was doing it. Like I pushed forward. Oh, I completely, I, I, when I, my first video I think is like, like I get ready going to Mac, but I remember like I had taken my mom's camera and I had taken my mom's Mac pigments from like her room. Her room, her she stuff. And she didn't know. And like I had like taken all these things and I remember when I was first Wait, starting. Wait, did she know you were wearing makeup then though? <sighs> okay, my first video was 2014. 
my, I started doing like social media in 2013. So I think that by this time she knew that I worked at Mac. Okay. Oh, so she so didn't she know knows. like, they, but they didn't know that I was wearing makeup at work. Yeah. I think it was more oh. so like, oh, like I was like, maybe I'll wear powder or something, okay. but it wasn't like I was full glam yeah. going to work. So I was doing that at the house, but like door locked. Yeah. Right. Very but you secretive. were out of the closet with them by then? I was, yeah. okay. I was okay. out of the closet. That's good, That's good at least that I was it wasn't like, there's this and I want to be a YouTube star. <laughs> right. No, I mean, that was another like completely different. When we get to family, we'll go to that. We'll okay, go to that section. Okay. But that was a completely different struggle because I was obviously going to college. Yeah. You know, I was going in a different route. I found YouTube career beauty, change. Completely different career change. But yeah, you know, it was hard. It was very difficult. And I think that at the end of the day, good things don't come when they're super easy. True. Right. Yeah. Like True. good things happen when you like, you know, it's and always it feel, the harder it feels thing. Better. It's always the harder thing to do. Yes, it's the better thing. It always just ends up being like that, like all the time. I, at mm -hmm. least, like from my personal experience, it's always been like the easiest thing was never the thing that like made me super happy. It was yeah. always the thing I had to really work for and really try for mm -hmm. that made me the most like fulfilled. It's like, it's like temporary happiness with the easy stuff. Yeah, and then the longevity li lies within the hard shit that you got to do. Absolutely. All right, let's jump into love. Before we do that. Let's go to a break. Okay, we're going okay. on a break. We got the break, guys. On the break, guys. Manny, you know how we're always looking out for the perfect drink, whether it's a cocktail or mocktail? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I have two words for you. Taste salud. Oh, my God. Laura, are we telling our listeners our secret? Find this soon enough? Yes, we can't gatekeep any longer. Mm -hmm. Okay, guys, picture this. The convenience of an on-the-go mocktail drink mix that's just waiting for a splash of tequila to turn it into a delicious cocktail. Mm -hmm. That sounds like our kind of party. You know, obviously, mocktails for me and cocktails for you. Isn't the taste shocking? Their Paloma and Strawberry Margarita mocktails taste just like the real deal. So the gag is not only is the taste amazing, what about the fact that the calories? Okay, let's talk about the calories. Salud drinks mixes only have one gram of sugar and take the thinking out of the decision making. We're so done drinking our calories in 2024. Yes, we are. Also, the thought of everything, taste, convenience, and all the added benefits like hydration, immunity, and mm -hmm, your cocktail. Mm -hmm. It's a serious, serious game changer. So whether it's a cocktail with a kick or a mocktail that tastes like a dream for us sober dolls, Salud has us covered. They're the absolute best. That's why Manny and me love them. If you're ready to try the best mocktails out there, head to tastealude.com and use full 10 for 10% off your first purchase. Cheers to that. And honestly, cheers to authentic flavors. Let's drink to good taste and good health. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. <laughs> I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings. 
but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Thank you so much to Smalls for sponsoring this portion of full coverage. You guys, cat food, it's been the same forever. And it's time that we move our cat food from like just little kibble and little hard little pebbles to, you know, get into the 21st century. And that is what Smalls is. I love Smalls cat food for mm-hmm. my cats. I, You know I'm a cat mama. Yes. And we feed our cats wet food for sure. We always have. But I've always, you know, looked at the ingredients and I'm like, I don't know what's right. You guys, Smalls is the one and my cats actually like it. Smalls was started in 2017 when a couple of guys were at home cooking cat food in small batches for their friends. A few short years later, they've served millions of meals to cats around the world. I am absolutely obsessed with that. I think that it's so cool that they are doing that. And I just, you know, we want to feed our little furry friends the best things that we can feed them. So give your cat the gift of great cat food this holiday season. Head to smalls.com slash full and use promo code full at checkout for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find. But you have to use our code full for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code full for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. Okay, so we're back, and we're gonna talk about love. Love, love in our twenties. Love in our twenties. Wow, we have an interesting perspective on love in our twenties. I know you guys are because literally we married. Were high school sweethearts. sweethearts. Yeah, Cute. we met at the end of our senior year in high school. We did. I mean, we met at the beginning of. We met at the beginning. Excuse me, we started dating. We started dating. Got it. Yeah, at the end of high school. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I don't know. I mean, it's just a very interesting perspective it for is. us it to is. have. And like, no, it is. Yeah, that's like kind of like the fun part about like you guys being on it and me as like a single person being on it too. Because like my yeah. perspective on love in my twenty for me, you know, I had a very hard time finding love and affection in my early twenties because I didn't know who I was. Mm-hmm. Growing up, I grew up a very specific way. I ended up coming out and I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what being gay was. I didn't know anything about it. So I thought that love was having sex with men. And I thought, I was like, oh, well, this is my way of like getting affection. This must be what love is, you know, in a weird way. Because I didn't have this know-how, this knowledge or anything. I was completely in the dark. Like I didn't have like, if you look, you turn the news on, you turn on TV, it was about gays dying from AIDS. That's literally what it was 15 years ago, 10 years ago, whatever. Now it's obviously different. There's so much more stories and you can see great, amazing things happening. It just wasn't the same 15 years ago. And my, growing up for me, it was literally like being gay is bad. Yeah. So when I was like, oh my God, like what does like love even mean? Like it was a very difficult for, for thing for me to figure out. But I will say, I'm glad that I put myself out there. And I think that you can't find love and you can't find that kind of camaraderie and affection if you don't try. And for yeah. a long time, I did try really hard, really, really hard in my early 20s. I tried so hard and I tried almost too hard where I would like scare guys away. Cause I would like, I remember this one situation and it like kind of embarrasses me now, but I was maybe 21. There was this guy I was into and we were talking and I remember I was like, oh, what are you up to? And he's like, oh, I'm sick. And I'm like, okay, cool. And so like, I 
went to like the store, bought him soup and flowers and left at his door. And I was like, I left you something. <laughs> and it was so like, door. I guess like looking back, I'm just like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. Like that's so thirsty and like weird. But like, I just didn't know any yeah. better. Cause I was like, oh, I, that, if someone did that for me, you're I'd like be sweet. You're like you're just like, like, I'll do what's nice. I'll do what's nice. And I'm like, what would I would like, like in the moment, you know? So even though it was cringy, I appreciate the fact that I did try for myself out there. And though it, it although it didn't work and like, he was just like, hey, like, I don't see you like that, like, whatever, which is, like, fine. I'm glad that in my 20s, in my early 20s especially, like, I did experiment and try to, like, find myself. Because I'm, like, obviously happy with who I am now as a human being. But a lot of that came from these, like, failed experiments when trying to find love. I feel like failure is definitely a form of redirection. Absolutely. It you're not really failing. Is. You're just, like, falling it's forward. It's redirection. It's a lesson. I will say this. I recently watched the, rewatched The Hills, which yes. I was so into, like, Laguna Beach, The Hills. I was, like, very, very into that. So I was like, let me just rewatch because I haven't watched it since it came out. So I don't even remember who was on it or, like, what happened. I just, like, vaguely remembered it. So I recently rewatched it. And it sucks because I rewatched it in my 30s. And rewatching your 30s, you realize this whole show is about – a group of guys treating beautiful women like shit and then mm. putting up with it and dealing it for six seasons straight. Oh. That's what The Hills is. And it's like, that was our representation to the youth yep. during my time growing up. And it's like, I feel like women have come such a long way with oh, the yeah. fuck boy. I mean, they have and they haven't, but with, with dealing with fuck boys, my advice to you would be like, don't get involved with them by on any accords on any count on any account but mm -hmm. also another thing i see a lot is women's biological clock so it's like women single in their 30s i see and hear a lot of conversation of them settling with men to have a child mm -hmm. and then they get stuck with men that they're not happy with because they settled because their biological clock, biological clock and I know this sounds so stupid as coming from someone who doesn't have kids, but I just feel like that's probably not a good thing to do. Yeah. Settle on a relationship with someone just because you want a kid and your clock is ticking. I know that has to be like the hardest, most stressful thing in the world. And, but, but I'm just thinking long term on that one. I don't it's know. Like, are you going to be happy long term? It becomes like this conversation where it's like, obviously you can be very happy with the child but like if you're not happy with your partner as much too like that like that's sucks. hard that's, that's, that's hard. really hard situation and to like raise a child in that environment it's like you only get one life and mm -hmm. like to spend it with someone that you're genuinely not happy with it's not worth it it's not worth it mm -hmm. i guess my perspective on love in your 20s is to like really find yourself and understand yourself before like finding that person for the rest of your life i feel like me and you have a a very interesting perspective being with each other since you know we were teenagers but i think me and you just being able to because i moved off to college that was right out of high us. school yeah or uh, sorry after a year of staying home and then i i moved away for a few years so me and laura essentially lived two different lives we like didn't even know each other that for well a few while years we were together. right i mean mm. we kind of just saw each other every on the other weekends week. it was when every we other could. weekend yeah really? because like i was i worked on the weekends and i was studying a lot so to be honest, we didn't get a lot of time with each other for a good like two to three years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think we were able to spend, we were fortunate, I feel like, didn't I see did it too. at the time, but we were fortunate enough to spend enough time away from each other and understand like what we wanted as individuals. And yeah. then once I graduated, we were able to like 
come back together. I feel so. like too, whenever you were, I moved out and was with all my friends, you moved away and went with all your friends. We only saw each other every other weekend. So I feel like during that time, that's when I started my YouTube channel because I was like not worried about my relationship as much. Right. And I had just kind of ended some friendships. So it was kind of on my own. It was mm -hmm. like during that time that we were on our own, it's like we really were able to find ourselves. And, and we are totally different people from the people when we started dating. Oh, yeah. I think the best oh, yeah. parts about us, like our sense of humor. You grew together. Totally. Yeah, exactly. you know, it's like, totally. At least you grew in this direction and not like this. Exactly. And I think that's a rare thing. That's why you don't mm -hmm. hear of high school sweethearts. I think also like yeah, one, one moves away and goes longevity. to college. Yeah. We Another thing is trust too. Oh, like, yeah, Jesus true. Christ, like being able to, and, and when you're in your college years, being able to trust like a significant other when you're not living close to each other at all, like that that's takes tough. a lot. Mm-hmm. Thank God we have that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I mean, think I that's like the, one of the big factors. Yeah, I was gonna say like at the at the like you have to have like your course like together and like everything kind of just falls into place when it's like when you trust each other when you love each other and like those kind of aspects when they're like there and they're so strong and they're so deep like things that happen like they're just like oh they fall to the wayside because it's like oh well I know I trust you and I know I love you. Yeah. Also, like, during our college years, like, if I wanted to go rage with my girlfriends, like, no one held me back. I didn't have a boyfriend on the phone call blowing me up, right. telling me to go right. home. And same mm -hmm. with him. Like, I didn't even know what he was doing oh, at yeah. the time. I mean, I, would, I went out all the time. I would come home on the weekends. I'd yeah. be like, tell me everything. <laughs> totally, totally. Honestly, we had a lot of, like, stories to tell each other over yeah. the phone mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. We had a really good relationship. A good friendship, so, good relationship. I would mm -hmm. say definitely finding yourself. Yeah. helps out in your 20s before you're able to find that person that you're gonna because like you can't it's hard to if you can't love yourself how, how the hell are you supposed to love, love somebody, somebody else? else can i get an amen me and amen. are on the same wavelength. yeah the same yeah. wavelength absolutely but it's the truth like when it comes to love you gotta love yourself first Treat that's what love is loving yourself and then you're able to love someone else at the max capacity because you know you're not insecure about stupid shit because you love yourself. Do you know your most secure relationship is going to be the relationship you get into after you've been single for a long time and you're 100% okay being single? Like, mm -hmm. you're like, bitch, I'm good. I'm having a blast. I'm on my own. I'm finally over it. I'm finally comfortable being alone with myself. You're not okay being alone with yourself. I think it's a dangerous it's time a dangerous, today. It's a slippery slope. Mm -hmm. it's when a you, slippery when you're a jumper. Today. Yes. When you're a jumper, jumper from relationship to relationship, danger it's a little zone. scarier. Danger zone. You got, you got some stuff you know you got to work out. We all do. Mm -hmm. And no one wants to deal with their problems. Yeah. But uh, when but you're in your 20s, like jumping around from relationships. Yeah. It's just like with the job we were saying. Like you're exactly. Experimenting. That's part of finding yourself. But I think an important part of that is eventually being okay by yourself. Right. And you have to do it to an extent too, because like if you're just breaking people's trust, jumping around like that, then you're probably... And I know you guys are you, probably so. like, girl, you've been dating him since high school, but I dated quite a few guys before him. <gasps> this is news to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I got like, I got in some deep relationships deeper mm. than they should have been. And uh, I, you thought you were I, in love? I, well, yeah. And then I got out of those relationships and like, I took a lot of time to be with my girlfriends mm -hmm. and party and with it yourself. up. Well, when me and you. you first met, like we could have easily been dating. Like we obviously like had like a thing. We had like a thing going, but yes. I would never commit because I was straight up with him, and I was like, "I'm hanging with my girls. I'm, I'm out of a relationship." I just got really happy being single. Basically, right. that's what yeah. it was. Like I mm -hmm. just found a place where I'm like so good being single and i knew i wanted to like have that time a little more because i knew right. what a relationship was like and so exactly. i was like i, I want to wait and then you knew what that relationship was like 
Well, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying. Well, I knew what, like, you when you're in a relationship, you are committed. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, totally, totally. Like, to being with that person and putting your time and energy. And, like, I wasn't ready to do that again. Mm-hmm. And I had finally, and it took me so long, found myself in a place where I was, like, comfortable again being single and, like, living my best life. So I was like, let me just marinate on this a little longer. Mm-hmm. And then we we got together. I love that. I really, history. really do. The rest do. is history. The rest is history. Family. Her-stry. Family. 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 Number three is friendship, not family. Friendship. <laughs> friendship. <laughs> friendship. Friendship in your 20s. I read the wrong one. <laughs> friendship. What are we talking wow. about with friendship, guys? <laughs> I mean, honestly, kidding. we've all had ex- crazy experiences um, with friendships. Part of the reason I started my YouTube channel is I was mm-hmm. exiting major tell friendships. That. Tell, tell, like, tell the little story about that. Not I, crazy, but like just a little You know, tea. I was friends with a lot of girls from high school, and we decided to move in together. That's a great recipe to ruin friendships. But, <laughs> but... It became a point in my life where I was like, my friendships were no longer feeding me in any way. If anything, they were draining me. And Mm -hmm. I started to see my life go into a cycle towards my mid-20s headed. Yeah, like it was my Mm mid-20s. I started to see the same cycle. Same people I went to high school with. Same clubs we're going out to every night. Same people we're hanging out with every night. I I was sick of that life. Mm -hmm. And it was like the same drama and the same people that treated me ways I didn't want to be treated. And the same competition, you know, girls that compete with you. I mean, mm-hmm. there's just people that compete with you. I was like done with that life. So I made the decision. I was like, I think I'm going to go with no friends, which I don't know if I had to take it that hard. But I was like, I think I'm going to go with no friends and like be a YouTuber. Like, I yeah. think I'm at my, I, I got to the point where I was at my breaking point. You want to risk it all. Yeah. But like high risk, high reward. So I cut everyone off. I saw them going out on their Facebook at the time. Mm-hmm. I was so just like saddened and FOMO'd out about that. But I was like, no, you made a decision. Like these friendships at this time are toxic. Now, granted, of course, these people would change. We were young girls making mistakes. Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, these are toxic friendships. You promised yourself you're done with them. You're not going out to the same clubs with them like it's over. And so mm-hmm. I really like committed to like making new friends. And then I began, I, 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 eventually slowly made a new group of friends of girls in our 20s and those relationships were so much more nourishing mm-hmm. and like those were the girls which i talk about all the time like they were like bitch yes your youtube channel's so good like Love yes it. do it do it do it do it like mm-hmm. those were the ones and i and i found myself with like some mature they were my age but they were like a little more mature ladies mm-hmm. and had like some really good stuff going for them and i'm still friends with each and every one of them today I love. And I'm even friends with the people that, you know, were more toxic in my life. I'm mm-hmm. also friends with them today. That's why I'm because, like, like, I don't. people change. I mean, come on. Sometimes. That was like years and years and years yeah. ago. You know, you're young and dumb. Mm-hmm. All is forgiven. If I could give advice for a friendship in your 20s is just to remember you are who you hang out with. Ooh. Mm. Like, that part. Hit us hard. Right. That part. Yeah, That's that part. the one. It Like, I mean, you mm-hmm. live and you learn. You go through relationships totally. with friends just like you do with, you know, lovers. But you are who you hang out with and and eventually that'll come to bite you in the ass totally. like like you were saying you felt like you were just going in circles with these same friend groups like if you want something different you've got to change it up and it, it was me that's gonna include and i had to have sometimes. fomo and i had and to be not, alone and be sad it's tough for people that like stay living in the place where you grew up because like you have those same friends it's so hard. True. and so it's much harder. so True. easy to get like sucked into like a cycle of mm-hmm. just like endless but I found a whole new friends group. It's hard. It's hard. It's, it's hard, but hard. You, did, you, you find what you seek. 
True. You're looking for it. True. Yeah. And you found an online community that helped and that you loved and you appreciated. Yeah. And then the, and that way it was a catalyst for finding yeah. people that you fucked with. Gave right. me the confidence. Gave you the confidence to do so. And I, I couldn't agree more with Tyler. I feel like you are what you hang out with. I think that advice, you know, for friendship in 20s is that like, just know that you don't have to be in a friendship and you're able to leave a friendship. Like, if it doesn't serve you, if they are bringing you down instead of lifting you up, that is not a friend. No, agreed, agreed. Like, that is a huge thing. And like, you guys have to know that if you're not happy with a friend and you think about like, do they lift me up? Do they root for me? Do they you know, fight for me or do they drag me down and every option they get, they talk shit about me when I'm not there. Like you need to like yeah. realize that. And and if that's the case, you are able to leave a friendship. And I know it feels hard because I've been in situations that were tough and I'm like, fuck, I don't know what to do. But if you feel like the friendship is not serving you, you're allowed to leave it. And it doesn't matter if you're friends 100%. when you're 12 years old doesn't and matter. you're 25 doesn't matter. Yeah. and you've had this long experience. At the end of the day, if you're growing in a tra trajectory that you want to go forward and you want to move up in the world, you want to do what you want to do, and they don't want you to and they want to bring you down because they're competitive with you or whatever it might be, you need to cut that shit off. Listen to that spidey sense. It if it's tingling, it's tingling. It if that's tingling, you it need is. to address it like it, it means something. It does mm -hmm. mean something. Your intuition, it talks to you. Yeah, it's like, I don't think people like, and I, I will say one of my biggest mistakes is like, I always knew the term, you are who you hang around, mm -hmm. but I did not take that as serious as I, I should have Same. taken I know that. I didn't. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I was like, yeah, sure, you know. Sure you are, like whatever. Oh, whatever. Anyways, I'm not like them. Yes. They're the ones with problem. So it was like, I had to like exit those relationships and I feel like, yeah, I changed as mm -hmm. a person, met different people. But I feel like too, like you're not gonna meet a new friends group while you're in the one you're in. You know what I mean? If you're spending right. all your time and energy with these people, like this new amazing friend group's not gonna fall in your lap. Mm -hmm. And they could, if you were, you know, if, especially a group that, if you're like, you know what, let me go ahead and try to experience experiment with other people. Like they then can definitely. fall into your lap and they will come into your life when you put that energy out there. Mm -hmm. It's just really, really important to like also have those conversations with friends and be like, hey, you know, it's so easy to ghost, let me tell you. And yeah. it, but it's not like, the way to be let me tell you like this is advice if i wish someone would told me this in my 20s was like manny like you need to like put your big boy pants on and when you have problems with friends you need to talk to them about it and not just like leave and not just not talk about something and not and just be like oh well like they're never gonna get it and then just disappear because that's something i always did in my whole life because i've always been like like okay like you're just not gonna get me so i would run, run away you know it's really important to be able to have real conversations with people and i wish i learned that a little bit younger yeah. And that's something I would Guys, love to. Guys, this is such a deep episode here. I know. We're but we don't, we so don't... happy and giggly on full coverage, and then all of a sudden we come in with these bombshells. We're but ripping it's like, the honestly, I think it's like, Man, good. Tell we us have... a joke. Make us laugh. Yeah, make us laugh, Manny. I, yeah, I can't just do that. You know, when people do that to you, I'm like, I'm not funny. Like, I'll literally freak out because I don't think I'm funny when like I'm put on the spot. You just I'm just laugh like, right now. Naturally, See? I feel like... <laughs> If I'm just talking, I can be funny, yeah. but I'm not yeah. like funny if someone's like, be funny. Yeah. You little bitch. <laughs> I'm not funny. You're funny, Manny. You're Thank funny. You. But yeah, so I, I, but I feel like it's nice. Like, we have so much more to us than just being funny. Yeah. Like, there's, we're, we have, we've had deep lives yes. and we've experienced a lot of shit. We got layers. And it's nice to show you guys that too. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. 
Ramps business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramps software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. We are so excited to tell you guys all about what is keeping us hydrated and healthy, and that is Taste Salud. As many of you know, Manny and I love a good glow on the skin, and skincare is great, but hydration starts from within, babes. Salud's Hydration Plus Immunity Drink Mixes get straight to the root. Get ready to sparkle from the inside out. They're the ultimate drink mix with a two-in-one benefits, one gram of sugar only, and authentic agua fresca flavors. No, because let's talk about it. Hydration and immunity for the healthy glow, low calories, and authentic agua fresca flavors. Are you kidding me? Baby, you have me at agua frescas. Flavors like Jamaica and horchata are nostalgic as hell to me. You know, it just takes me right back to when, you know, I was at family functions and, you know, the, the parties in the backyard. And it just really, just really makes me feel good drinking them, to be quite honest. And I can constantly drink them without worrying about too much sugar, which is lovely. I personally love their clean ingredients. They're also vegan and gluten-free. They're so yummy and easy to incorporate into your daily water. So if you're ready to hydrate your body inside and out. So if you're ready to relive nostalgic moments. Head to tastesalude.com and use code FULL10 for 10% off your first purchase. Taste the goodness, embrace the nostalgia, and cheers to health, babes. All right, family. I finally get to say family. 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 Uh, Okay, family in your 20s. You know, the cool thing like about this too is that like we have such different family dynamics as well mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all three of us all three, all three of, us. of us have such different yeah. family dynamics and you know we've had such ebbs and flows with different things i've had very hard times with my family especially coming out as gay and you know i felt like it wasn't as accepted you're gay i know i know shocker you would never thought with this shirt i'm wearing <laughs> never. <laughs> never, never thought in a million years um so it was tough so for me advice in your 20s it's really important that you try with your family and they try with you. I think mm-hmm. that's like, there's like this thing where it's like, it's so easy. Like, let's say if your parent doesn't understand you as a human or what you want to be, it's important to not just like completely blow them off mm-hmm. because it takes two to tango. And that's kind of what I always talk about is that like, if your family is trying with you and they're trying to understand, it might not be, you know, the most easiest way to do it or the most pc way or you know these things if they are trying in some capacity with you because they love you and they care about you it's your responsibility to also try Mm -hmm. and i think that was a big part for me in my relationships with my parents was when i knew that they were trying to understand me and me being gay obviously growing a mormon they're trying to understand what that meant they were trying to understand like is this a choice like they didn't know but they tried with me because they loved me of course and even though i was frustrated with them constantly and i was very mad and angry I knew that because they were trying that I had to try too, and I had to meet them halfway. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, it's really important to kind of reiterate that sentiment that with family, it's really important that like, if you love them and you care about them and you want them in your life forever, you got to put the work in as well. Like it can't just be one sided. It needs to be, it has to be two way street. Yeah. And that also applies if your family's draining and horrible and terrible, then you got to come off. So it's like, it just kind of depends like what the, the dynamic everybody's is. Everybody's scenario is like a little different. different. But for me, 
I knew I had to try and put the work in. So that's just something I said, like, obviously in your 20s. And just, that's just life advice. Like, relationships always take work. Doesn't matter if it's family, friendship, mm-hmm. relationship. They're always going to take work in some capacity. And it's important that we know the other aspect of it and be empathetic when we can. I think, too, like, coming from my perspective on family, I th- and, and just, like, I put so much out there about my family on the Internet, and I've gotten so much, you know, information back on people, what they've dealt with in their families. And I just want to say this. Just because they're a family member does not mean they have to be a part of your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry. That's just a hard cool fact. Hard because truth. I know there are so many people in horrible, toxic situations in their household or with their families, and they continuously deal with it. And it's that negativity and that energy is constantly in their life because they just like well it's family Mm -hmm. and i just like don't agree with that i think like obviously trying to a reasonable degree but absolutely you know it's like every scenario is different Mm -hmm. but like if if a family is literally tearing you apart and putting you in a very horrible space toxic relationships I'm personally okay cutting them off 100%. Just because you're related to me does not give you the right to treat me any type of way. Mm-hmm. And I have a standard for anybody in my life, and that goes for coworkers, friends, and family that I just won't tolerate. Totally. You know, mm-hmm. and I won't, like, you will not be a part of my life if you are horrible. Toxic. Yeah. It's like just being able to set boundaries mm-hmm. with your family, just because, like, you've lived with them your entire life. So there is no boundaries for the longest. So when you're in your 20s, You've got to be able to set those boundaries if they're needed, of course. Of course, but and depending, obviously, like we were saying, depending on situation, yeah. it's different for literally Every everyone. Every scenario is different. Oh, yeah, exactly. But yeah, you have to set boundaries. That's what's really important in your twenties because you're starting to become, you know, an adult, and it's like, what are you okay? It's you start to realize, like, what am I okay with? Right. Yeah. What do I want, like, as my trajectory for the rest of my life? Like, right. That's what you know in the early twenties kind of is forming. It's like, oh shit. Yeah. Like, what's the rest of my life going to mean? I'm in my 20s now. I'm getting closer to 30s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and those are like huge parts of it. Family. At the end of the day, too, you guys, it's a big thing in the LGBT world is like your chosen family. That's a, a true thing. You know, if your family, your real life blood is not serving you as a human being, you can choose the family, the people you're around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what a chosen it's family true. is. It's like. That's a huge thing, obviously, in the gay community. If their family, doesn't you know, accept doesn't them. accept them and they're like cast to the wayside, they find people in their life that become like mothers, like fathers, like brothers and, and sisters. It feeds their soul. And it feeds them as yeah. a human being. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can choose that energy and whoever you want to be yeah. around. It's really easy, I think, from the opposite perspective to take your family for granted, you know, I especially do. in your 20s. Because, I do like, too. You're living your life, like oh, you're yeah. young, you're thriving, you don't need a family, you're independent. Mm-hmm. So, you're living yeah just trying slow to slow like, down so, so, i mean make a conscious effort to appreciate your family yeah. and, and have those call your mom sometimes call, call your mom call you should call Everyone your mom just, call them call right mom. now mm-hmm. and don't forget mom. about dad and call, call too. dad too and remember life's shorter than you think it is it is it yeah. absolutely is. you think you think it's short but you guys i'm like no one knows how short it is it's yeah. so short i have a I have a better perspective on You think short. you'll eventually get around to it's like, fleeting. oh, I'll get around yeah, to it's fleeting. fleeting. It's yeah. fleeting. It is truly You're never going to be as young in this exact moment. Yeah. So that obviously means that life is fleeting. It's fleeting. Truly. You're like, going to blink and you're going to be in your 30s and then it's like just. <laughs> you're going to be in your 30s just like us. Life is so, so, so short. It's shorter than you imagine. Mm-hmm. So take action today. When you, <laughs> when you can. When you can. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. All Last right. segment. 
ish. Oh, okay. Fitness and family. Fitness and food. <laughs> <laughs> Fitness and family. Uh, we can't read today. I see that. I should have like, written on the board. <laughs> So you guys, we, I just wanted to add this last one, like fitness, it's important because it's important. It's about like your lifestyle mm, when it comes yeah. to that aspect of it. What do you guys think about fitness and food? Okay, here, uh, I'll give my little spiel. Um, I spent my 20s eating like shit and not working out. And towards the end of my 20s, I work out more now, right now, than I ever have in my life. Like I have kind of a routine down and mm -hmm. I work hard on my body. And because I spent so many years online, like not working out and eating like shit, so many people are like, you look the way you do and you do whatever you want. And I'm like, ugh. Actually, I don't want you guys to believe that because it's not true. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my unhealthy meals are my treats, and then and those are the ones I show more because I'm right. not going to show a nasty grain bowl, salad. just a salad and a grain bowl. How, yeah. how horrible! Um, <laughs> I love junk food, by the way, guys. Yeah, I love it. I Same. have no shame in it. I love it. And then fitness, um, I've always had like a decently fast metabolism. Obviously that slowed down. So I will say that's what got my butt in gear and I work out more than ever. But whatever you're putting into your body is what comes out. And like your brain is feeding off what you're eating. Mm -hmm. And my brain has been Taco Bell for 10 years. They call this <laughs> McDonald's they and Dr. Pepper. They call this your second brain. Yes. It's a, it's yes. a direct yes. mm -hmm. link. And they say sugar is more addictive than cocaine. So here we are. That sugar is the most addictive Tell me thing. About it. Give me the Dr. Pepper. That's the most addictive thing. Yeah. And we that's should, like the hardest thing to cleanse, cut. Like a no sugar for like a uh, week. Listen, Christina Zilber, my friend who owns UA, mm -hmm. does that. Oh, for, for a, a week? week or for a month? What oh, she, she has like weeks or to forever. two weeks and she's always incorporated them in her life. And I'm just like, I watch her. She like gives a breakdown. It's so that interesting. Be, but honestly, imagine how she hard that would be. The sugar, sugar is, gonna have is in every Well, because too. she's done it for so long. She has all her gear ready, all her groceries. Like mm. she knows wow. what she can eat. But for someone getting into it, which I was talking to another larger influencer, I won't say who, not that it matters, but just for their privacy. Yeah. They went cold turkey, no sugar for a week and almost got a fever yeah absolutely like, was sick in That's the bed wild. like you get sick from it sick, got your body sick. needs like it needs it like got achy sick feverish yeah. from taking like cold turkey taking sugar out after just having a normal amount of sugar her whole life it was like detoxing in, in yeah. a way yes like, it was, it was a detox i yeah. feel like in your 20s you think that you're invincible yeah and you think you're gonna look the way you look forever yeah Honey. and like it catches up with you whether you see it happening to your body or not like it definitely is gonna your habits is what catches up to you habits. if you develop bad habits in your 20s it's gonna be Ooh. so hard to kick those habits in your way late 20s and way 30s. harder baby so hard and i know like we're it's easy for us to speak because we don't have normal nine to five jobs like because yeah. i when i i worked at amazon before uh helping laura full time with everything and I ate so bad and it mm -hmm. was so hard to keep a good diet. Like And to work it, out when you worked yeah, like and, and to and to work out. It was it was such a hard thing. And I was on my feet all day, so I knew I burned so many calories, but I was mm -hmm. still gaining weight because I wasn't working out and I wasn't eating great. Mm -hmm. So like those are things that regardless of like if you're working those forty, fifty hour a week shifts, like you have to make those changes. Like Yeah. You have to. You have I mean to. Incorporate them in your lifestyle. Yes, exactly. Like, and they say that like what diets ninety percent of 
your yeah. physical overall. It is. And so I think that what's important too, like let's say if you, it's implementing small things that right. can make a huge difference that you can start in your 20s. It's like implementing, like let's say if you cook, and, instead of you, you're like, you know what, I'm so busy, I can't cook three meals a day, there's no way. Maybe if you cook one. Right. Yeah, and then right. it can start, maybe start you can small. cook two I and start later on. that's better than not doing it at all. And mm-hmm. that goes with working out as well. Yes. Like if Incorporate the, a little... I get a lot of questions in my DMs because I've been showing like little clips. I'm self-conscious about showing me working out, but I show clips of me doing it because I do want my audience to know like that I am working out. And you're trying. Yeah, I'm trying here. Mm-hmm. And so I get a lot of DMs that are like, how are you staying motivated? Like I can't get up and work out. But because I've been there and like that, will, and I'm not a fitness queen, you're preaching to the choir here. But let mm-hmm. me tell you something that like I have, it's like resonated with me. If I can go on a walk for 10 minutes, it's better than nothing. It is better than doing nothing. nothing yeah. But let me tell you what happens every time I'm like, okay, I'm just going to walk on a treadmill for 10 minutes. I'm not even going to break a sweat. It turns into and 20. It, it turns to an hour. Yeah. Like, Same, you know, because exactly. I'm like, I'm it there. Into, you're in the mode. I got up. Mm-hmm. You're in the mode. It, and motivation. You get the high. Motivation yeah. doesn't just come out of clear air and you're like, oh, I'm motivated to do it. Motivation comes from moving and doing, right. starting. Like That's where you, you get the motivation. When you started, then you're like, oh, okay. That's yeah. the motivation. All right, I can do this. Motivation has such a, it's like, huge you, part of it. it. Yeah. And it's like, used incorrectly motivate you don't just get motivation yeah you got to get into work and then you start getting motivated you got to get to mm-hmm. moving first and that's where motivation comes from so mm-hmm. it does not come out of the clear blue sky so my encouragement to you if you can just do like a drop down to the ground do a couple push-ups you mm-hmm. know before you go to bed gags. at night do a couple squats mm-hmm. you're gonna be wanting more and more and more because exactly. you start to see differences you guys and like honestly motivational like something that is motivational for me was when i started to see like subtle differences in mm-hmm. my own body and i that was takes like a while especially hmm. for you yourself to see it in the mirror yes they, they say like oh. people who you haven't seen in a while they'll see they'll the notice results it. first mm-hmm. people you see every day then they'll see the results mm-hmm. and then you're the last to see the results Absolutely. you see yourself in the mirror every single day absolutely Absolutely, and I and I know, man. I'm I'm my own worst critic. I right. totally, oh, totally get it. I'm the worst. We all are, you know. And I think that it's if you incorporate those little things here and there, extra walking in in some uh, way, yeah. Incorporate walking to like maybe like walking to your mailbox and like just like little things like that. Walking around your neighborhood once, like if you just do like little small things, it will improve your life overall. It will yeah. in some it healthy will. capacity. Like I, was, like I was saying, cooking one meal a day, mm-hmm. walking a little bit more here and there, it makes a huge difference. And you guys, I promise you, like if you start these these things in your early 20s and your 20s they'll be so much easier to maintain when you're in 30s and beyond yep. and then if if not you can even like go past that now like i never worked out more than i have in my whole entire life now but i didn't even work out in my early 20s ever yeah same not once same. and i wish i, I just, did and i wish i like incorporated those healthier things yeah me too then. it's all about like making it your lifestyle which i've learned that for myself my self-help books you know if you do it real quick to lose real quick weight you're probably going to end up back at square one yep. but if you make a lifestyle change and your mantra is every morning i'm a healthy person who has a healthy lifestyle not i'm on a diet right, right. now mm-hmm. so your mantra can't be i'm on a diet right now your mantra needs to be i'm a healthy person who lives a healthier lifestyle who treats themselves occasionally you know whatever is reasonable for your life make your mantra not i'm just on a diet this week or i'm just uh, trying to lose because it's like you end up back at square one i will Mm -hmm. say it gets easier the more you get into it because like when you first start working out yeah it's really hard but then when you continue to work out you it's almost like a little addiction to it it because Mm -hmm. like there's certain days where like I'm like, oh, I'm going to skip the workout or I can't work out this day. And then like another day passes and I take a day off and I'm like, 
I don't feel good. I don't mm-hmm. feel right. And then I go get a workout. Like I'll even like, I'll be cranky, kind of angry mm-hmm. and I'll get a workout in and I'll be like, that's what I was missing. hundred yeah. percent. Like it was, it was a workout. I just needed to work mm-hmm. out and I feel so much better. It's, it's a mood booster. It yes. Is. It like physiologically, it, it is, literally yeah. boosts your mood. Like you're walking, running, yeah. getting that energy out there. Yeah. Yeah. It releases let off some endorphins, steam. Yes. It? Yeah, releasing it steam and setting off endorphins. Like that's like the perfect recipe for like yeah. anything for life yeah. like just to be in a happier mood it's, i will say i got rid of my scale too like i don't weigh myself anymore that's oh, yeah. awesome. for me i was like kind of like i felt like i was kind of like a creature of habit when it came to like oh well how much did i lose now or how much did i weigh gain now whereas i was like i think for me it's more so about like how tight do my clothes fit or how do i feel in this moment and it wasn't yeah. really necessarily about like the scale and that's losing how it I am as well i don't weigh myself like, i don't really want to weigh myself that's anymore like about making it a lifestyle a lifestyle yeah. that, and that was a lifestyle making change a lifestyle not just trying to hit this one goal and then you're feeling. back you know yeah, it's a feeling yeah it became a feeling for me and i think that the more you do it the more it becomes a feeling it becomes part of like your life and a routine and the, the most thing i can say is like literally trying to make it to a routine right yeah making it part of your life it makes it way easier and it's not like some like fuck, I have to go to the gym. Like, it's so annoying. It's right. like, oh, cool. I gotta, I gotta go to the gym. I gotta get my, like, workout in. Yeah, if you want to get the best sleep of your life, start working out. Ooh. Oh, my God. A yes. lot of times, mm-hmm. like, when people don't sleep good, they don't realize. And a lot of this has to do with their job and they can't help it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they sit at a desk and, like, your body like we're meant to move like your yeah, body right. is you meant to. to move you're meant to burn energy i mean that's what keeps us going keeps us alive so it's like if you're not sleeping good it's because you haven't burnt enough energy so mm-hmm. it will also give you the best sleep of your life yep working out consistently i don't even really need a nap as much as i used to too because i'm yeah. working out like yeah. it gives me enough energy during the day yeah. and at night i'm like really tired because mm-hmm. i'm like okay cool like i was able to do what i needed to do yeah well, guys, that's, that's kind of your twenties. Wow, that's like literally surviving your twenties. Yeah. How to thrive Brought in your thirties. We want you guys to be the best use you can be. It so, calls GPS is GPS. Yeah, <laughs> GPS. So in about we'll say like eight to nine years, we'll do this video again for surviving mm-hmm. your thirties. All right, yep. Because it'll right. be. I'm sure it'll be quite different <laughs> in comparison. So far, my thirties have been the most peaceful, happiest time that I've ever been alive. I've, I've only been in my 30s for two years, and it's also been it's been so peaceful yeah, I've been and for happy. About 24 months, and um, yeah. So wait, yeah, so, so two, two years. years. <laughs> Fucking idiot. It's like people being like, "Yeah, my kid's 39 <laughs> week, no, 39 months old." I'm like, "Your kid's 10." He's three. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Stop saying that. He's three. Oh my god. And I, half. you know, I had this thought of like what I would be in my 30s when I was younger, and. 30s was an old ass man. 100% agreed. And I'm probably in the best shape of my life. But the, I know I am for a fact. Society, that was a societal thing mm-hmm. that was laid right. on you. Yep. Society has changed. Like, people don't even have kids till they're in their 30s anymore. I know. Like, society has, like, changed that image on ageism mm-hmm. a bit. Now, it still goes on, but I would it say, I would say is, it's yeah. changed drastically. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm so excited for my 30s. Me too. I'm actually very, like, I'm very happy. Yeah. Like, I would have never thought I'd be here. Because, like, at the end of the day, even though I'm getting older, you really as old as you feel. Like, yeah. you're really as old right. as you think you are. Like, yeah. I don't feel like I'm, like, a 31-year-old. Like, eh, like right. I'm just a 31-year-old. Like, right. I'm just living. Right. Sliving. You know? I'm just living. And that's just, like, what it is. I'm not, like, dreading getting older. I'm just kind of like, okay, well, how can I be happier in the older years I get? Mm-hmm. You know, how do I can maintain my happiness? It's almost now? like every decade you kind of have to relearn who you are as well and like yeah. what you enjoy because you're not going to enjoy the same thing in your 20s that you are going to enjoy no. in your 30s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. 
It's a constant. Well, that is our information we had to share. We hope some of it was insightful. You mm -hmm. guys, like, literally leave comments down below on, we like, what you've learned from your stage in life. We're all at different mm -hmm. stages let's of life. It. But let's hear maybe something that you've learned and that, you know, a lot of people read comments, including us. So, like, that information goes out there. I love I love reading your comments, especially about like things like this, where it's like these are things I learned. And a lot of times, I feel like, like I get to know you guys. Me too, and I feel like mm -hmm. a lot of times, like I couldn't agree more with what they said. Oh yeah, and I'm like, oh, yeah. yes, I completely. They bring agree. up good points. Great, great, great points. You guys bring up fantastic points. The full fam knows what the fuck is up. Literally, always. always. We love you guys, and we'll see you in our next episode. Bye. 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 Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. <laughs> I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Manny, you know how we're always looking out for the perfect drink, whether it's a cocktail or mocktail? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I have two words for you. Taste salud. Oh my God, Laura, are we telling our listeners our secret? Find this soon? Yes, we can't gatekeep any longer. Mm -mm. Okay, guys, picture this. The convenience of an on-the-go mocktail drink mix that's just waiting for a splash of tequila to turn it into a delicious cocktail. Mm -mm. That sounds like our kind of party. You know, obviously mocktails for me and cocktails for you. Isn't the taste shocking? Their Paloma and Strawberry Margarita mocktails taste just like the real deal. So the gag is not only is the taste amazing, what about the fact that the calories? Okay, let's talk about the calories. Salud drinks mixes only have one gram of sugar and take the thinking out of the decision making. We're so done drinking our calories in 2024. Yes, we are. Also, the thought of everything, taste, convenience, and all the added benefits like hydration, immunity in mm -hmm, your cocktail. Mm -hmm. It's a serious, serious game changer. So whether it's a cocktail with a kick or a mocktail that tastes like a dream for us sober dolls, Salud has us covered. They're the absolute best. That's why Manny and me love them. If you're ready to try the best mocktails out there, head to tastealude.com and use full 10 for 10% off your first purchase. Cheers to that. And honestly, cheers to authentic flavors. Let's drink to good taste and good health.